Ooh, you survived yesterday's avalanche of information, and I want to say congratulations and thank you for having the courage and the guts to show up for today, because it's going to be more of a fire hydrant of stuff about this here money. So thank you. And guess what? This is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Uh, so go on, you know what to do. Stick around and join me as we get into the Wisdom Smack Guide for Gathering Money and an Execution Plan. I'll see you on the flip. All right, you know what we're going to do. We're going to get into it. So today, um, we're going to be talking about the wisdom smacks of gathering money and developing an execution plan. So I do want to do a quick little uh, review of yesterday. If you haven't listened to yesterday, then I'm going to ask you to politely go back and listen to that. You can put me on 2X. I sound the same. Well, hopefully better, uh, when you double the speed to get through it. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely do that. And so yesterday, it was all about the money primer of understanding markets and processes and approaches. And so we talked about the three markets before uh, the uh, market, the market and after market and what things happen there. We talked about the new, the two main approaches of services and platforms. And then we talked about the three processes of ASS. <laughs> yes. And then we talked about uh, current uh, and perennial industries that you can uh, take a look at to see about getting into. All right. So the first thing I want to do is I'll kind of want to, um, set this up for you because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed because you already have a lot on you. You're trying to get a side hustle, a job, a second job, or whatever it is, but you're you're trying to generate money fast, okay? So the first thing is, is I know this sounds cliche-ish, but cliche-ish, but what you have to do is you have to figure out how things are done in the area that you want to get into. And that's going to be hard for about half of you because some of you know, oh, I want to do this. And some of you have no clue. You just know you have to produce something. Okay. So let me try to deal with both sides of this coin and keep us going together. All right. So quote unquote, figuring out how things are done. Well, the first thing is, is by listening to yesterday's podcast, you have a better understanding of how markets are run. Now, this is not exhaustive. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to probably need way more information than the quick uh, tips and uh, wisdom, uh, snackable wisdoms that I'm giving you here, but at least they'll put you in the right direction. So let me take the people who kind of know what they want to do first. All right. If you kind of, sort of understand what you want to do, there are certain uh, skills and abilities that you're going to take time um, to, to familiarize yourself with. Okay. So say for instance, you want to become, and I'm going to pick this one because I know someone who came to me saying they wanted to do this and they wanted to get an execution plan. Okay. So say for instance, you want to become a music engineer. Uh, that's a person who does the editing and the production and post-production for music. Okay. And you are clueless, but you you just love it. You want to do that. You don't want to be a DJ. Mm-mm. Nope. You don't want to be a rapper. Nope. Or you don't want to. You want to do. You want to do the behind the scenes um, production. So the first thing is you need to decide what market you're going to be in. And based on yesterday, we already know that 
when it comes to markets, that's going to be before market. It's going to be creator, right? And then once we have that, then we know we have to go to what kind of approach is this going to be? Is it a service or a platform? Well, it's going to be a service. And then after that, we need to look at the process that you're going to be offering. And the thing is, is you're going to be offering a simplification process, but for you, you're going to have to learn all three. So your learning curve is going to include all three of learning the software that helps you automate a lot of processes uh, and developing a system that helps you to get a finished product out on time. But you're going to be offering the simplification, all right? So just even knowing those three three things is going to put you way ahead of trying to figure this thing out of going into this new industry. And based on the industries that we talked about yesterday, this is going to fall under both entertainment and publishing. And the reason why you want to know this is because you need to not only understand what it takes to be legally protected and financially solvent and stable in the entertainment industry, you also need to know that for the publishing industry too. As right as of right now, there are two main publishing um, platforms. There we go with that word. And now that you know what a platform is, you know what I'm talking about. So you have BGI and you have ASVAB. Is it ASVAB or ASSAB? Okay, I'm doing this off the top of my head, but you guys in the music industry world, you know what I'm talking about, right? So you got to make sure that you get that set up so that you can get your proper accredita- credit, you know, accreditation so that you can get paid when your stuff is, is done. And then you have to know uh, how to um, protect your publishing rights for streaming because that is a new SaaS yeah, software as a service, technical stuff, is Spotify, uh, Apple Tunes, and all of those different things. You got to be aware of all of that. Then, after you've got all that together, now it's time to use some good old foundational wisdom on how to figure out how things are done. The first thing you want to do, and most people don't realize this because they just want to jump right in, go to Guitar Center and start buying um, programs and getting online and trying to figure out what kind of Adobe um software, uh, pro is it Pro Tools or whatever they're going to use? No, the first thing you need to do is you need to identify the movers and shakers in the industry, and then you need to uh, go and research the history of the industry of whose shoulders your current movers and shakers are standing on. And the reason why you want to do that is because any industry, whether it's entertainment or not, if you don't understand the background, the backbone, and the history of it, you're always going to be trying to play catch up because people don't realize it. But in these industries, there are certain lingos and certain ingrained community understandings that they banty about. And if you're clueless when somebody is talking about a certain type of hook clip or something attributed to someone who did something back in a 1990 studio um, that was revolutionary that has now dictated what's happening, you're going to be lost. But not only that, you're not going to know how to build on differentiating yourself. So that is one of the, the main things you need to do. Do your history. I mean, do your do your homework. Understand the history of your, uh, your um, industry or your subsect, you know, understand the movers and shakers. The next thing is competition. Oh, yes. So what you want to do is 
you need to look at competition, not only uh, the big competition, but you need to look at those who are just like you trying to get started. Look and see, understand the industry rags, meaning the industry uh, pulse points, who's reporting on your industry that has a lot of clout and stuff. Pay attention. Even if it's behind a paid wall, pay for the subscription Follow them, open the emails, read the blogs, because they are going to always keep you abreast of a few things, including who your competition is, who is up and coming. And if you listen to uh, Zeitgeist Battles, it'll always show you how to stay in front of the peak so that you're cutting edge and always different. So now let's talk a little bit about competition. And I know I'm throwing this at you guys fast, but like I said before, you can always listen to it again. But if I don't give you this stuff and just tell you do this and do that, you're going to flop. Okay. All right. So with competition, understand that there are certain quote unquote barriers to entry to get into the real competition. Uh, what an industry is usually set up for is it's set up for an outer perimeter. And that outer perimeter is for those wannabes. Be careful of things that are easy, one, two step, done for you, pre-packaged. You can be doing this tomorrow. Have you ever seen something and you know that the industry you're in or wanting to be in, these people are highly skilled at what they do. And then here comes someone selling you a quick, easy course that learn how to become a top selling producer in one weekend. The lies you tell. Those are money grabs, people. You can possibly get some great stuff out of them, but those are money grabs because how are you going to be competing with someone who has been learning their craft for five years and in one weekend? If that was the case, everybody would be in it. And this is another thing that you need to understand. And this is talking to both those who know what they want to do as well as those who don't because I still got y'all. I, I, I'm getting ready to get to y'all in just a minute. Uh... If a lot of people are doing it, it is because those who paved the way and who made the money are already established. And it's um, where you have a lot of people at the bottom. I call it the crab barrel, where you have all these little crabs fighting for the leftovers of what the industry kings. And if you read that book, Play Bigger, you know what I'm talking about. With the industry kings and the industry harvesters are, are leaving on the table for them, kind of like they're scraps, okay? So beware of trying to do stuff the easy way, the shortcut and all of that, all right? So if you know what you want to do, you need to do your history, you need to know who's the movers and shakers, you need to know the competition, and you need to know what is the barrier of entry, meaning what kind of knowledge do you need to know? Am I saying that you have to go and get some kind of degree and, and, and slave? No. I'm not saying that because there are too many ways for you to learn how to do something by actual hands-on experience. But what I am saying is, is don't get duped and, and for surely don't get scammed out of precious resources by trying to take shortcuts, okay? So after you have done that, now this is still for the people who know what they want. After you have done that, you've done your homework, you, you've figured out 
in order for me to do this, I need to know how to use these programs, you know, because these are the industry standards. Uh, I need to know how the basics, the basic requirements of what I need to do is this. Um, I need to know these brands and I need to know the differences between the brands. Um, I need to know if I'm working with someone based on how uh, they like to approach stuff, the the main um ways people work in the market. And this stuff, yes, you can learn all of this stuff right now. Uh, The other day, I did a podcast about invisible targets. And I talked about learning in the dark so that you don't get uh, shot down in the light before you're able to withstand an attack. That's part of this. That is part of learning and doing your due diligence and doing your training and, and hitting the ground running. Okay. All right. So now let me move over to everybody. If you don't, uh, everybody who doesn't quite know what you want to do, if you don't go back through yesterday and figure out, are you a creator? Are you a direct source kind of person? Are you willing to go out there and find something and be groundbreaking to bring it to market? Are you an inventor? Um, Are you a writer? Are you a photographer? What are you? If not, then are you in the market? Are you willing to go out and be a salesperson for a goods and services, a distributor, a wholesaler? Uh, are you willing to open up retail? You know, a lot of people um, don't understand the difference between an Etsy store and opening up an Amazon store. All right. Etsy stores are usually or not usually, but they were traditionally set up for creators to have a way to have a direct market from the creator to uh, the people. Whereas a um, Amazon store could be where you are a curator of products that you know, like, and trust that you recommend. And you could possibly have your own stuff in there too, um, but it's more retail. Okay. And I'm not saying that that is dyed in wool. I'm just trying to give you some quick instances for stuff that makes sense to the most people. Okay. Or maybe you have a brilliant way of seeing the stuff that an industry is, you know, not making good use of. Like our case study the other day, when we talked about waste management services and waste management took, they are the best example that I can think of as a derivative type of market where they took garbage. Yeah, they weren't in the sawdust industry. They weren't in the gold dust or gold flake industry. They were in the garbage industry. They took the actual, literal garbage and found a way to process it so that the the most of it that became that was useful, they turned it into compost after they and then they turned, you know, they turned first the recycle, then the organic stuff that could be broken down, they turned it into compost and thus the um, the remaining was much smaller. Uh, for the landfills than this other stuff. And so they were a great example of a derivative market. So you can do that. You could become a salesperson. Uh, You could work in retail or develop your own retail. And there's always affiliate marketing. And I'm going to say this, when in doubt, when you have no clue, the best go-to is going to be affiliate marketing, even above MLM. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to go sell this or that for this company or that. I'm going to encourage you to try affiliate marketing first because affiliate marketing is going to teach you what you need to be successful in MLM. And that brings me to the next thing. Now, uh, 
You guys, if you want to be arbitrage, um, my mother loved garage sales. And if she knew about arbitrage in her day, I'm pretty sure she would have been doing it. Uh, we've talked about those things. Check that out from yesterday because I don't want to spend too much time rehashing, rehashing what I've already talked about from yesterday. Um, but yeah, so if you don't know what you want to do, then you can definitely start with the affiliate marketing and some peer-to-peer stuff on eBay, Etsy, or whatever, okay? And then understand what kind of process you're going to run. All right, so now I really want to get into the, the three things, TCC, three things that you need to know when you want to start uh, understanding how to execute your plan. All right. And I'm going to say them right now and because uh, I want to get them out there. Uh, but then I'm going to go back and summarize to get us to that point. So you need to understand how to generate traffic, how to convert that traffic and how to make a sale off of the converted traffic. OK, and that's what it comes down to when when you're looking at uh, money after you have decided on what product, service or platform you're going to offer. Okay, so let me go back real quick and uh, summarize the first half of this. So the now, so after I get through with that, we can talk about TCC for the second half. All right. So first of all, in the money gathering execution plan, you want to figure out how things are done in your specific chosen industry. If you don't know the industry, then I'm going to tell you to quit. the 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 best one right now is affiliate marketing. It does not require any kind of uh, inventory, and your learning curve is going to be smaller. And uh, the reason why your learning curve is going to be smaller is because a lot of times these companies already are doing all of the other stuff for you, but what you're going to have to understand, the biggest skill you're going to need is TCC, traffic, conversion, and sales, okay? All right, then, so once you do that, you, of course, you want to identify your market. You want to choose the approach, develop your process, and now it's time to focus on your industry to figure out what it is you have to offer, What is your offer? What is your solution? What is your product? What is your platform? So uh, once you decide on what you're going to sell, it is time to create the execution plan of what to sell and how to sell it and how to gather the money. Okay. So in the uh, the other day, when I talked about the uh, mental magic money edition, I talked about making the shift from earning to creating. And this is where we're going to start to create. Okay. So if you're ready, we're going to start creating your execution plan. Okay. So first thing is your market. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Based on what kind of market you choose, that is going to dictate how much money it's going to take uh, to start off. A lot of people uh, understand the the adage that it takes money to take money uh, it takes money to make money as either being true or false and I'm going to say both of them are right and it's based or predicated on the market you are in so if you are in a um, distributor market a lot of times you will have to have money because you're going to have to um hold a lot of inventory. You're going to have to pay for a, um, pay a lot of different people to move stuff and get stuff done. So that, that, that takes a lot. Um, I'm going to just say market in general, for the most part, expect to spend some money. Yeah. 
Uh, the one after that that's going to take some money, but not as much, is going to be direct from source because you'll have to have money to source whatever you're doing, you know, pay for it to be brought to you or extracted or whatever. And then after that one is creator. If you're willing to use some sweat equity as a creator, you can defray your costs. But that does mean that there's going to have to be some creativeness. You're going to have to have abilities to focus, to complete and finish your stuff. And you're going to have to have time, which is more expensive than any dollar out there. Pound, silver, denarii, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And then after that one, if you are just like, I just really don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, you can do affiliate marketing. It's going to take you a while because you're going to have to really know how to organically get attention of traffic and convert them into sales. But if you don't know all that kind of stuff and you're like, I don't want to do affiliate marketing for other pr- people's products, then you can do aftermarket. So arbitrage, closeouts, peer to peer. First thing people do, and they don't even realize that they're doing aftermarket. Is they look around in their house and they say, what do I have that I can sell at a garage sale or take to a pawn shop? You guys, that is a peer-to-peer arbitrage closeout kind of stuff that I'm talking about. And if that's what it takes to generate enough money for you to be able to then take the 50 bucks that you just earned and go look at Dollar Tree, Walmart. Now, I know a lot of these places are U.S.-based, but you probably have something in your in your area if you if you really look at it you know outside the US and you're able to do that kind of stuff then you know go do it but understand that based on whatever monies you have you need to pick your market accordingly or if for instance you know that you definitely uh, want to be a salesperson and you don't have a lot of money, well, then you're going to have to understand the power of networking in a way that makes people engage. And the networking I'm talking about is not going to meetups, passing out cards and saying, hey, I do this. No. The networking I'm talking about is the godfather kind of networking. Um, We talked about this in um, some of the podcasts where I talked about the different types of power. And this is is going to actually be in communicative power where you are able to build alliances and friendships with people of influence and power such that they know you, like you, and trust you enough that when you have or try to connect them with other people, they take your word for it. And you can actually charge for that. There are a lot of people that make a lot of money. Can we say matchmakers who make a lot of money just based on this skill alone? And it's, it is actually, you know, it's, it's partly sales, but that is the kind of networking that it's going to take in today's world. You're going to have to take the time to build the relationships. This is where they get relationship marketing from to uh, make uh, that really work for you. All right. So now creating your execution plan, it's going to look like this. And I don't, I, I hate trying to tell you step one, step two, because it's going to be different for everybody. But for the sake of time and what we're trying to do, I'm just going to tell you this. Okay. If you're just starting out and you want to generate some income and you want to just get your feet wet, the first thing I'm going to tell you is, is affiliation. Even if you know what you want to do, go pick some type of affiliate program and make it where you're going to pick an affiliate program of a product, not 
only that you like, know, and trust, but that has a potential for other people to know, like, and trust it. And it needs to be in the sweet spot where it's not so new that it's not tested, but it's not so old that everybody is aware of it. I mean, don't go out there and try to sell 13 CDs for a penny. Don't do that. Go and find something that is really cool for a aftermarket or for, you know, people that you know that you can get them to believe in your testimony or in in what you're doing. Okay. This is not MLM. I'm not talking about MLM. And the reason why I'm staying away from that is because a lot of times MLM does require you to buy product and get into the inventory game on top of understanding traffic. But what you're going to do is you're going to pick something and you can go to places and pick digital stuff like training programs. Um, One of the ones out there that people don't even realize is that you can do, um, Masterclass. Yeah, Masterclass. And sign up for their affiliation program. A lot of times they will require that you do have an established website so that they can see how you're going to um, promote their stuff. But if you don't, there are other programs too. There are also platforms where like you can go in like uh, Commission Junction, Link Share. Those are some of the ones that you can go in and apply to become affiliates for uh, people. I'm going to say, these people will be very picky if you're just starting out. So it may take a little time, but hey, if you're new to this, you want to learn how to get over these obstacles and hurdles so that you won't get waylaid when other things happen. But say, for instance, you're like, Michelle, there's no way. I already know what I want to do. And I have a lot of people that come to me that I help every day to start making money by learning how to write fiction. Um, That's a whole nother animal because you have to learn the creative process of that. So I'm going to say, um, if you need to do something fast, to me, the best way is either arbitrage, you know, or peer to peer to get some money and then, you know, start affiliate marketing. So next, you got to learn how to drive traffic. And we don't even say drive traffic anymore because it's not about control or even management. It's about getting in the flow where people are already going and being just a little more sparkly for them to pay attention to you. And that is how you started getting people who are influencers. So one of the things that you can do is you can decide that you're going to become an influencer by being there, showing up on social media and inviting people into your life. One of the fastest ways to do it. So say, for instance, you're either affiliate marketing or even if you you, you are a direct source or an inventor, document your process, show people who you are on a regular basis so that they get a chance to know who you are. Give yourself 30 days to ramp up. And then once you've done that, don't ask anybody for anything for at least 30 days so that they can get a chance to know, like, and trust you and see that you're going to stick around and that you're not here for a fast money grab. So once you have that, the next thing you want to do is you want to then find a way to have direct relationship with them. And to be honest with you, that's going to involve some emailing. Now, As it stands right now, this is a trend. Just understand that this is a tactic. This is not a strategy. What I'm going to say is find a way to start to get people's uh, emails or have them direct message you or something like that so that you can stay in direct contact with them and hopefully outside of the social media platforms that you're using. Because heaven forbid you get banned and pushed aside and you can't, you've lost all your contacts. That's not going to work. 
So the best way is actually still going to be that old-fashioned collecting email emails. And so the person who continues to write me about this money, this one is for you, love. What you can easily do is get on there and offer some type of challenge. It can be a three-day, five-day, seven-day, 14, 21, or 30-day challenge. And in order to join you in the challenge, they need to give you their email, and then you can send them stuff daily to their email to help them along their challenge. Boom. There you go. After that, you're then going to move in. So that's part of the traffic. You're going to use your influence. You're going to use consistency. And you're going to offer something for people who are starting to know, like, and trust you to uh, to give you their attention so that now you're offering them something like a free challenge of some sort. You see this all the time with people doing seven-day keto challenges and diet challenges and exercise challenges and all this kind of stuff, okay? Hopefully now, by now, you kind of understand a little bit more of why they're doing that based on what we've already gone through. The next thing is, is once you start collecting the emails, then you have to start converting. Now, conversion is simply taking the attention that you've now been granted and turning that attention into a commitment. That's what it simply is. It can be very fast or it can take a while. But conversion means more of no liking and trusting. And that's where you're going to do things like you're going to give them stories about you. You're going to give them stories about people that you've helped or stories about people who like you or you like some kind of way to shorten the gap between strangers to friends because people don't buy from folks they don't know anymore. All right. The next thing is, is you're going to then start asking for the sale. And this is after you have done this stuff, after you have given them the uh, challenge or whatever, uh, after they have begun to know you, like you and trust you, you can even give people FAQs before and after pictures of before you were this and now you are that. Whatever it takes for them to know, like, and trust you to convert you, uh, to convert them. Because once you convert, then you can ask for the sale. This is what we talk about when we talk about turning people from cold traffic strangers to warm buddy friends. Okay. I know I'm rushing through this, but this is what it takes. And there are a lot of things that you're going to have to be willing to do that I just can't cover in a podcast, but I'm trying to give you enough to point you in the right direction to get you started. So let me, um, Quickly go over this again. To develop your execution plan, you want to make sure that you start to attract traffic. The best ways I have found right now is to get out there in an influential kind of process. Give yourself at least 30 days if you're going to do it that way uh, to start getting people to say, hey, you who? If you want to shorten that time, then you need to have a budget because you're going to need to either run ads to whatever it is you're trying to offer uh, or whatever. And I'm going to venture to say that you're going to need both of them. After that, you need to get their email and start to convert them by sharing parts of yourself, uh, by giving them frequently asked questions before and afters and all of that. And then after that, you're going to then ask for the sale because now they should be warm traffic. And this is all after you have decided what you're going to sell, decided what is going to be your market, your approach, and your process. I know we have covered a lot and I wish I could do a lot more, but hey, you guys, this is 
This is what I can offer to you today. And I hope it does help you. Give me feedback. Reach out and let me know if it's if it's working for you, okay? So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah, love you to death. Don't forget to check the show notes for more information and use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.